Uh, can I get a couple young fellows or gals, whatever? I need to take this and put it right up here on the, the stage there. And uh, it's kind of locked in, so if you grab it together, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, while they get it, you can turn to Romans chapter 12. Uh, we are in the middle or the, the latter part of Miracle Weekend. Um, we uh, believe that uh, the kingdom of God comes and the evidence of God coming is the miraculous. Healing, deliverance, freedom, that sort of stuff. And uh, so we're pressing into that this weekend and trying to help build and equip you to be able to experience the supernatural. In fact, the, the message that I've been working through is how to function in the realm of the supernatural, and today is part three. And uh, so I just want you to open up your heart and your mind and take some of your theology that you have and just park it, just put it off to the side somewhere. I mean, we've all been taught and trained to think a certain way. Uh, and so it was in Jesus's day that people had a certain way of thinking. And when he came, he he opened up a whole new realm of understanding. And those that received it received eternal life because uh, eternal life is a relationship with Jesus rather than a system of government or a system of church. But it's it's a relationship with Jesus Christ Almighty. Can you say amen to that? Amen. All right. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just ask you, uh, first I just want to welcome you and thank you that you're here in our midst, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, uh, to just fill our hearts and our minds so that we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, this is kind of like conference weekend, so uh, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, if you got to leave at 12, leave at 12. I won't be offended. I may, please stay, you know. Because you're going to get a double barrel this morning again. I'm going to share with you some stuff, kind of recap the weekend and what God's doing. And then Pastor Pepe is going to come and uh, close out with, some, with what the Lord's put on his heart. So I just want you to be prepared. Let's just hear what the Lord has to say. Uh, and uh, just, just soak in the Word of God. So, But Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, to give your bodies to God because, all, because of all he has done for you. Give your bodies to God for all that he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Then he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is pleasing and perfect. How many of you know want to know God's good, perfect, and pleasing will? Amen. I'm hoping that we, I'm hoping that's what we do week after week is unveil what that is for you. And this morning we're going to kind of take a deep dive. But functioning in the realm of the supernatural and the miraculous is all about a renewed mind. Thus, Jesus' statement when he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the kingdom of God is at hand. And we know that repentance, this is part of old theology, you know, 
is that when we say the word repentance, generally we think, God, I'm so sorry, forgive me, you know, and you got to cry and moan and all that. And it's all about me digging deep into my personal uh, misfunction and uh, uh, how I've missed the mark and how I'm not worthy and all of that stuff, you know, and that there's that's part of it. But the word is metamorpho or metanoia, metanoia, and it means change of mind. You know, and Jesus preached the kingdom of God. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand. Change your mind because there's a new sheriff in town. Change your mind because there's a new law in town. There's a new order in town. There's a new government coming. And the government is the government of God, the kingdom of God. So he said, you need to change your mind because if you have an old mindset, you cannot understand the new. Amen? All right, y'all got to help me. That's good preaching, Tim. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We are alive. We are not dead. <laughs> we have, or we the church, have a renewed or new apostolic mandate from heaven. And I put a hyphen or slash in there because it's new, but it's not new. Actually, the apostolic mandate was given in the, what, that's what God, Jesus instilled into the 12 apostles. And then we kind of went like this as a, a, a forward-moving church. We went up, we went up, went up, and then, uh, uh, as Pastor Pepe did a great job of unfolding history for us, when the, as the, the church began to climax in its growth and development, uh, we, hit, we stalled whenever we incorporated into the Roman government, and it became a state church, a state-run church. And at that point, everything began to flatten out, and then it de declined for 1,500 years or so. We went into the Dark Ages where... We lost the giftings and the powers, the apostolic leadership and all that stuff. And we, we, we dropped down into darkness. And then slowly, uh, time of Martin Luther, Reformation started coming. And God started restoring all of these things back to the church as to where we are today. Is to We've come into a place where God is now completing and revealing again the, uh, the apostolic mandate, which is five-fold ministry working together up until the last... Uh, 30 years or so, we've only experienced the, uh, the, the, the evangelist ministry, the uh, teaching ministry, and the pastoral ministry, which is a gathering type of thing. Let's all come together and huddle together. I'm your pastor. I love you. I want to take care of you and your family, and I'm going to protect you from everything. And then you have the evangelist. Everybody come to Jesus and come to the church and, and get saved, you know, and get your eternal security. And teachers, I'm going to teach you the word. You know, I'm going to give you all the rules. I'm going to lay them out. One, two, three, A, B, C. And this is good, but it, it doesn't help us to fulfill the mission that God. In fact, we think the mission, that's the mission. To go gather the people together at the church so the pastor can love on them and the teacher can teach them how to behave and how to act right and how to go win other people to Jesus, which is good. But it's not the whole picture. The other part is the apostolic and the prophetic. The apostolic is a mandate from heaven that comes to give uh, wisdom and direction and begin to build according to what heaven has pre-designed for us. Um, God told Moses, he said, be sure that you build the tabernacle according to the pattern you saw on the mountain. That's apostolic ministry. Apostolic ministry looks into heaven and see what God's doing and then brings that that revelation here and opens that up. Prophetic ministry begins to plow and to, to, to tear down that old theology that we have 
uh, and begins to roll up our minds and put it in nice order so that we can think like kingdom so that when the seed comes and it's put back on uh, uh, and planted in the ground, then it'll grow and produce fruit. So with the apostolic revelation, the prophetic revelation, God is restoring us and we're now, uh, we're in the V-shape recovery. <laughs> If I can say that, you know, we've been declining like that. But now we're in V-shape recovery where we're, we're beginning to grow and we have a, a new mandate. And that is to bring the message of the kingdom of God to all the world. You know, and the kingdom of God is not Jesus is your eternal savior. He is. That's the beginning of it. But the message is God rules. Jesus rules on earth as he does in heaven. And he wants to transform earth to where it Everybody gets to know what heaven's like because they see and experience in the life of the believers. Amen? Y'all can do better than that. Amen. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's the long way around the mountain. But as, as a people, we've been called to invade, to occupy, and to transform. Say that with me. Invade. invade. Occupy. occupy. Transform. That is a personal mission, and that is a global mission. We're called to allow the Holy Spirit to invade our heart, uh, to uh, occupy our soul and our mind and our spirit, and to transform the way we think. The very first scripture I just read to you. You know, we're, that, it begins with us first, and then we step out into society as, as agents or as ambassadors of the kingdom, and we, as we move in, Jesus said, you're salt and light. You're like yeast hit in, a, in a, a loaf of bread or in a, a loaf of dough that permeates that whole dough. And God has raised each and every one of us up. Every minister, uh, every believer is a priest. Every believer is a minister. Say that I am a believer. I am a minister. I am a believer. I am a priest. And what that means, a priest is someone that serves the Lord and serves the people toward the Lord. In fact, there's a, and I, I'm, 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 I'm just going to go with this, but uh, in uh, Exodus, I believe it is, God's desire, he told the people of Israel, was that you would be, your, the nation of Israel would be the priest to the whole world. Think about that a minute. They were to serve the body and blood of Jesus to the whole world. And that's what God's called us to. He's called us to a, a heavenly priesthood that we serve up Jesus to the whole world. You know, we share with them the eternal life. Because what Jesus did at the cross, uh, when we believe, it, it, it gets inside of us and it transforms everything inside us, everything about us. It, the Spirit of God comes into a heart and He's so loving and good... He begins to work inside there and begin to expose the hidden things, not because he thinks you're a horrible person, because he loves you. And he wants to take those things away from you so that you can enjoy the fullness and freedom of life, that we don't walk through life, like Kathy was saying the other day, bound up, you know. But we're, we're not limping to heaven, trying to just, you know, get across the finish line. Uh, I was raised in the John Wayne era. And, you know, John Wayne's this tough, gritty guy, True Grit. How many of y'all saw True Grit? You know, it's about you just, everything you got, you push through and you bring it across the finish line. Dragging, bleeding, cut up, beat up, whatever. But uh, that's not God's mission, God's plan. God's plan is for us 
together as a body, as a, as an apostolic ministry, as an apostolic team, as an apostolic church to, to bring the mission and message of the kingdom, to, to invade our community, to occupy uh, not only our community, but the dominion of darkness. I mean, that's where it's really at. That God, and, and I'm going to break this down some, but God has called us to invade a territory that's a supernatural territory that we all live under. And I'm going to, I'm going to break this down for you. And to occupy that territory, just like you are a, an oasis of the kingdom, maybe, if I could say it like that, or a, uh, a, uh, an outpost of the kingdom. And up until the time that you met Jesus, you were under influence of the kingdom of darkness. And you were in captivity to the kingdom of darkness. But when Jesus comes in with the message of the, the, the kingdom of God, it, when you get born again, you are ripped out of the clutches of that old power, out of the realm and the, the control of that old way of thinking and living and behaving. Uh, and you are transferred into the kingdom of God. This is what the gospel does. And when it does, it takes you from the clutches and the power and the sin and the uh, control that the enemy uses to keep us in bondage, to keep us limping through heaven. You know, and this is part of apostolic mandate, apostolic ministry, to, occup to invade, to occupy, occupy, then to transform. So the kingdom comes in, it begins to take over the territory, as more and more people in society get saved and begin to take their place and own their identity, it begins to transform the society in which they live in. Especially in a spiritual... I mean, it, it begins in the spirit first. You get... Jesus said, you are full of dead men's bones talking to, the, to those guys. You look good on the outside. You're a whited sepulcher or a grave. You know, you're a pretty tomb. But inside you're full of dead man's bones. But Jesus comes in there and he gives life gets rid of all that stuff and now we begin to transform because he gets the dead bones out of us and fills us with his bones you know, and his body and his blood and we're we become transformed and we actually uh can change society if you will all right so um does that make sense if it don't i'm gonna keep preaching okay we're gonna, we're gonna keep coming back we're gonna hammer on this because this is what god's called us to do uh, real quickly, I want to kind of give you a, a, a simple uh, recap, and then I'm going to dig into a few things. But uh, we, we, we discussed a few areas over the weekend. I mean, the primary objective this weekend is to, uh, number one, help you to uh, find freedom in your own heart, but also empower you to bring freedom to the rest of the world. Because you can't set somebody free from something that you're not free from. It's really hard, you know. But when Jesus comes in, invades our heart, begins to occupy our space, and begins to transform us, he releases that same power in us, that Holy Spirit in us, to go and to transform others in the name of Jesus. So, but we, we dealt with a couple of things that, that short-circuit and cause us not to be productive in the kingdom. And number one is a root of bitterness. Root of bitterness gets inside of us, and it, it, uh, it's like a, a, a can or a... Uh, a, a bucket of filthy water that we're carrying around. Every time we bump into something, it splashes all over everything, and it, it makes everything feel dirty and defiled, you know? And then there's unforgiveness that gets in our heart. We become offended or hurt, uh, and, and, and it, you have a, a legitimate right to feel the way you feel, 
But because we hold on to that unforgiveness, it stunts our growth and it doesn't allow us to grow and mature in the things of God. And Jesus wants to go into your kingdom or into your, your soul and liberate you from all of that so that you can be free to function and to roam about the country. You know? <laughs> Amen. Um, and then this was a little bit more subliminal uh, in it, but there are seven mountains of influence. Uh, Pastor Pepe talked about that a little bit. Uh, and part of our mission is to invade these seven mountains with the gospel of the kingdom, with uh, signs and wonders. And one of those is, uh, the first one's education, the other's business, the other's government, the other's arts and media, or arts and entertainment, the media industry, family, and religion. We're to invade these areas and occupy and see them transform for the kingdom of God so that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Is that clear? <laughs> I want you to know that these seven mountains are largely controlled by the kingdom of darkness or ignorance. Uh, if you watch TV for any length of time, it doesn't take you long to figure out that somebody else is feeding you information. You know? Uh, we don't get our information from CNN or YouTube or Facebook. We get our information from heaven. You know, I don't care what it looks like. Uh, what's that song? Um, it's in me. It's coming out. It's coming out, yeah. All right, it left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about being surrounded. I don't care what it looks like. Yeah, anyway. Somebody knows it, sing it for me, all right? Uh, all right, so um, we live in two worlds. We live in two worlds. We live, uh, or there are two worlds. There's two realms. There's two arrangements, uh, orderly arrangement. There is the, the arrangement of heaven, and there's the arrangement or the order of earth, and there's dominions in these two arrangements. You have a supernatural adorning of heaven that is controlled and governed by heaven itself and it has a culture has a way of thinking and it has a way of behaving and acting and moving and believing and then there is the culture of earth or the uh the uh the arrangement of this world which is uh, opposed to anything that's god you just look at our government system you know we we anything that has to do with god there's they want to strip it out of our vocabulary and out of our record books and all that stuff all of our legislation you can't use god they're even trying to take out god out of the the national anthem and uh and those things you know because there is there's a society there's a there's a spiritual thing going on in a supernatural world uh that's trying to control the way that you think and believe and behave uh, don't be mistaken that you can just walk innocently through earth and listen to everything you listen to and, and not be affected by it. You know, that's, that's childish to think like that, you know. Uh, and I'm not here to uh, tout the enemy, but I'm here to uh, tell you the kingdom of God has come. And he has come to break down and tear down all of those vain imaginations and thought and set up his kingdom in your heart and your mind. So there's two worlds, you know, there's a, the, the spiritual world, heaven, and then there's the physical world uh, known as earth and the uh, thinking and theology that goes with that. Then there's two ages, and that's why I want to show you this. There is uh, the age to come, and the age to come is from eternity past to eternity future. The... Uh, 
the world that we live in that right now is uh, this present evil age. Have you, if you read, Paul talks about this present evil age. And the age is a time. The age to come is eternity. It stretches from if God began, which we don't, we, you know, he always was. He was and will be and always will be until eternity future. And there is a will and there's a behavior and there's a, not a behavior, but there's a, a, a culture which heaven lives by. And heaven sent Jesus to earth to open up heaven for us so that we could see. Uh, but this earth, the time span uh, from the fall, when Satan fell from heaven, till the time of the end of this age or the end of this world, when, they, when you read the end of the world, uh, he's not talking necessarily about the end of the planet. I mean, I do a lot of reading and there's, there's a lot more to this planet than what, what, what you're being told. Uh, there's the renewal. And, but anyway, I don't want to get all into that. But there's a, there's a time span from the fall until uh, the establishment of heaven on earth, until the new Jerusalem comes, whatever. You know, but the time between these two points is called this present evil age. And you know who's in control of the thought patterns and the, uh, the dominion and uh, the thinking that goes forth? You guessed it, Satan. And here's what happens. When we get... Um, See how I can say this. There's something called kingdom breakthrough or the inbreaking of the kingdom. What happens is whenever you hear the gospel, the kingdom of God, heaven, it's like uh, the freezer door opens. You ever watch the freezer door open and you see fog sometimes roll down? It doesn't float to heaven. It just rolls down. Well, when Jesus came, heaven was open and the dew of heaven fell down to earth. And with that came the power and the presence of God Almighty. And everything that Jesus touched became whole and better. Does that make sense? And so that's the inbreaking of the kingdom. It means that the age to come has come into this present evil age. And that is the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. The rule and authority of the age to age from, from beginning to end from... Uh, I can't explain it, from eternity, has come into this very present and begins to dictate and to break people free from the power of, the age, of this present evil age. If you don't realize it, that if you're not in the kingdom of God, you're in the kingdom of darkness, and you're controlled by the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Amen. Uh, but when the gospel comes, the kingdom of God comes, and it comes to separate you and to set you free from the... Uh, uh, from the rule and the authority of, of this present evil age. So you have two ages. And then again, there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And these two things are at war with each other. They're clashing against each other. And it is war whenever... Uh, the, the word says this, that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and the violent take it by force. What does that mean? I used, to I used to think that the kingdom of God was uh, passive. In other words, I get saved, I get into the kingdom, and I just stay in this realm. But I learned, one thing I learned from the vineyard that I really appreciate is that uh, the kingdom of God is not passive, but it's aggressive. It's both passive, it's stationary, but it's also aggressive in that it's moving forward. And it's pressing into the realm of darkness, and it's taking captives. 
and it's liberating people from ways of thinking and ways of behaving that is detrimental to, to their eternal life and their eternal security and who God's created them to be. So that's what we preach when we preach the kingdom of God. We're preaching and presenting and we're pushing the kingdom of God into dark regions of people's heart and soul and liberating them. You know, captivity and darkness begins in the soul. We're, we are a, a triune being. We are a Trinitarian being. Say this with me. I, uh, let me get it right here. <laughs> I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. All right, you are, as you're born again, you are a spiritual being. Before you got born again, you were a dead spiritual being. You had no life. But after you got born again, your spirit becomes alive. And now you have eternal life and you have fellowship with God Almighty. And then you have a body that allows you to function on this planet and to, to touch and affect the way things happen and feel and, and relate. But in, inside of you is your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul. And your soul helps you to connect the two. You with me? But this is where trouble comes in, is that it, our soul gets affected. When we're born, we're born into a world that is under the influence and under the dominion of what? E the kingdom of darkness, this present evil age. And with that comes all the pain and the suffering and everyone is affected by this a kingdom some way or another. But the kingdom of God, when we get born again, we're translated out of that and we're translated up here. And we live in this time and this dominion. And what happens? What happens when Jesus touched the leper? You know, in Old Testament, you weren't allowed to touch a leper. Before Jesus, if you touch a leper, you become a leper. You become unclean. You couldn't even go to church. Could you imagine... Now, you're outside and you meet somebody with COVID. You can't come to church because you're unclean now. But Jesus, every time he went somewhere and he met somebody that was unclean, he touched them and they got healed. This is the power of the kingdom. And this is what we're looking for. And this is what God is restoring to the church, to, to the ecclesia, the government, his government, uh, his kingdom, is that when we go forth, we bring all the goodness of heaven with us and we, we deposit it into people's lives. We are the, the hands of God, the feet of God, the heart of God, the eyes of God. We are deliverers. God said in Mount Zion, there shall be deliverers. Jesus is the great deliverer. He's rescued us, but he's made us deliverers. You know, he talked about in the, uh, I believe it, I, I get them mixed up, uh, Ezekiel and uh, Gen, uh, Revelation, but one of them says the tree of life, and the other one says trees of life. You know? There's the tree of life, Jesus. But once we eat from that tree, we become trees of life. Did you know olive trees, they, are, they connect? Tallow trees, they connect. They're all connected to the one tree. You plant one, they just keep coming up everywhere because they're all rooted and connected together. Once you eat from the tree of life, you are rooted in the kingdom of God. You're rooted in Jesus Christ, and you become a tree of life. And you produce a fruit that affects your community. You produce a fruit that people can eat, and they get eternal life. Amen? Yeah. All right, well, that, that's a lot, and I don't want to go any deeper. Um, I do want to close this out, and I had a bunch of scriptures, but uh, I'm, I'm going to read a couple things to you, and then I'm going to ask Pepe, Pastor Pepe to come. Um, the signs, signs that the kingdom of God has come or is here or near or present 
is stipulated in Mark 16, 17 through 18. Uh, and he's, Jesus is telling this to his disciples before he left. He said, and these signs will follow those who believe. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Do you believe? Are you sure you believe? All right. If we believe, this is what he says. We will cast out demons. Amen. You know, what's a demon? You know, it's a spiritual entity that comes in the form of thoughts, and it, it resides in the, the soul, and it begins to take root into the thinking and the behavior of people, and it begins to control uh, the way they behave. And the kingdom of God comes and casts those things out and starts putting hold, the Holy Spirit uh, yeah, as far as I'm going to go with that for now. But these signs will follow. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Speaking in tongues. It's part of the, it's part of the kingdom. You know, when people got saved in, the, in Acts, you, the first thing they did, they either spoke in tongues or prophesied. It was very obvious. You know, they knew that the kingdom of God had come and they had received because these things began to happen in their life. Uh, they will take up serpents. You know, and you might be able to put uh, anything that's poisonous or... In other words, you won't be affected by the venom of the enemy. Uh, and if you drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt you. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I know we pray for people and they don't get healed, but does that mean that we need to change the way that what the Scripture says to, to validate our uh, unsuccessful experience? Absolutely not. It means we just keep doing it. God said it. We believe it. We're just going to keep doing it because... We, when we bring the kingdom, we're bringing the love of God. Amen? And Luke eleven twenty says this, But if by the finger of God that I cast out demons, and this is my footnotes, thrones, dominions, thoughts, or ideas, then the kingdom of God has come to you. And then, you know, with these thrones and thoughts and dominion is sickness and disease and poverty. These things get into people and they... They hold them captive. But when we cast those uh, imagination out and these thoughts out and these entities out, then their perspective begins to change. Their body begins to change. Everything begins to correct itself. And then 1 Corinthians 2, 7, or 12, 7 says this. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So what is for the common good of the church? The manifestation of the Spirit. In other words, what's the manifestation it's a physical, um, or, or for instance, you see the wind blow. We saw the hurricane. We didn't see the hurricane. We saw the video resolutions of it, but we saw the aftermath. You know, you could hear it. You knew it was going, but you can't really see it so much. But you can see the, the devastation or whatever. And it's the same here. When the Spirit of God comes, we know that He's here by the manifestations that show up. You know, people get healed. People get delivered. People get set free. Their, their minds change. Their thinking changes. Their lives change because the Spirit of God comes inside them. Amen? Amen. So, uh, there's gifts, there's services, and activities. Uh, when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you, He brings you gifts. He gives you the ability to do things. He gives you the ability to serve. And then He gives you nine gifts. Uh, or, and there's probably more. They're just listed here, nine gifts, you know. Speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, uh, wisdom, knowledge, faith, uh, cast, uh, discerning of spirits, and things. Pardon? 
prophecy, yeah, all of these things are gifts that God gives the church, and they're manifestations that God, the Spirit, Holy Spirit is living inside you, and that it's in, in pervading and invading the culture and the world around us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, that's my two cents. Pastor Pepe, yeah, come on up, and um, we're, God, God's going to move. God's going to move, and He's going to confirm His Word here in just a little bit. Uh, what we're saying is true. Amen. Appreciate you.